0: Just
1: don't F me up. All right. Welcome back to the shit show. Welcome to Just Don't F Them Up podcast. We're here. We're doing things. For your listening treat today, we have <laughs> just the two of us. <laughs> just the two of us.
2: You and I. <laughs> Do you hear me I'm that low well note? That was, I'm impressed. That I'm was probably the- most comfortable singing as a, like a male alto. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah. I can, I can get down with that. Yeah. Yeah. I've thought about it. I think my go-to karaoke song now would be I'm Just Ken by Ryan Gosling from the Barbie movie. I've
1: been doing a lot of singing in my Mariah Carey voice for, oh. for the season, you know? Yeah. Tis
2: the, Tis the season to sing Carrie. La 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 la. <laughs>
1: um, my kids hate it, but once again, I don't care.
2: Yeah. Just be. I also I saw this TikTok of this mom going, fa la 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 fucking la. <laughs> <laughs> and I was laughing so hard because she's like, rappy present. It was one of those videos of like, moms do literally everything to make the holiday work. And she was yeah. singing that while doing everything.
1: Okay, do you know Big Time Adulting
2: on no. Instagram?
1: Okay, find her. She's amazing and hilarious. And she was posting this video. <laughs> she had like overlaid a like rap and then was literally just like dancing, like back <laughs> and forth, whipping her hair around, like doing all the things. Yeah. And it was like, I forgot to add a couple things to my Christmas list. I would like um, a gumball machine that pops out Xanax (laughs) and a couple other things. I was just dying.
2: Oh my gosh.
1: It was so funny.
2: So good. That's (sighs) super
1: funny. That's
2: clever. If we would have heard that at work, we would have been like, oh, red flag. But outside of work, we're like. Yeah man, that's so funny. I'm like, let me can you send me the link? <laughs> for a Zanny gumbo machine?
1: <laughs> like, I don't wanna have to put pennies in it either. I just wanna
2: crank it and Yep. If other people could pay for it though. Yeah, for sure. For sure. That you know. would I guess count as drug dealing.
1: I'm not sure. That's a gray area. That's Maybe a <laughs> Maybe we'll have to have a police officer on and check things out.
2: <laughs> oh, my gosh. It's like when you go trick-or-treating in those those houses that are passing out, those, like, little shot bottles. And mm-hmm. it's like, are you tracking IDs? hmm That's. You don't... Do we you have a liquor a... license? We live
1: in a really small town, so no one cares here. <laughs> Like the the one that I stopped at this year didn't even, wasn't even passing out the small bottles. They just had the big bottles and they were like, yeah, pour yourself a shot.
2: Pour it yourself? That's when you know you have met a very gentle soul. Someone who is like, I give, give, give.
1: Mm-hmm. Even
2: if my cup is empty, <clears throat> I give.
1: Mm-hmm. The most, <clears throat> the most generous soul.
2: Yeah. This is what we do. And this is what I think makes us relatable, is that we came into this episode with the intention to talk about like the kitschy therapy stuff we've been talking about to like explain it. But it said we've gone on a rant about <laughs> Xanax drinking, <laughs> drug dealing.
1: <laughs> we've really made it full circle today.
2: Oh, if anybody's still with us today, we want to talk about the and I I'm kindly using the word kitschy Mm -hmm. with love kitschy therapy terms because I think social media has made therapy a a little bit more acceptable people talk about going to therapy more openly perhaps depends on your culture I'm sure familial system Mm -hmm. but we I think realize that we just say therapy terms and not everybody knows what we're talking about. Even if you are in therapy, you don't know all the words. I don't know all the words. Mm-mm. So, I get a
1: lot back from my husband that I don't always need to use therapy terms. That I can just talk like a normal person, and I'm like, "This is, isn't this how normal people talk? No. You don't know how to. I've lost that skill.
2: Yeah. Remember we were talking about like if we were to meet new friends, we wouldn't know like if we just went out to like a happy hour with them, we wouldn't know how to talk to them because we ask this, it's normal for us to ask very intimate questions. Mm -hmm. I don't know how to do fluffy. In fact, I despise doing fluffy. Mm -hmm. And I think that's put me in a place now where like my relationships have to be like best friendships. Or I don't know how to interact with you.
1: Yeah. Please tell me about all of the hardest things that happened to you this week. And like, did you cry? If not, why? Are you blocking <laughs>
2: Like, if not, why? If
1: not why? Why have you cried? Like, there's no, there's no surface level anything.
2: No, no. In fact, if you don't share with me, I am offended yeah like, like what, even,
0: what even do you talk. think
2: is wrong with me that you're not telling me how bad it is mm-hmm. you don't like me i'm very likable
1: mm-hmm. i swear i'm really likable be friends with me like me
2: be friends with me now Tell me maybe that. maybe that's why i'm down to like four friends now
1: <laughs> <laughs> the numbers they'd be a dwindling <laughs> maybe
2: a dwindling it's fine <laughs> It's fine. We have lots of
1: friends. We have all these friends who listen to this pod.
2: Oh my God. Yes. All of you are our friends and we love you probably more than you know.
1: Yeah. So if you want to tell us about, you know, your hard things, go ahead. We're all yours.
2: Yes. Yes. In fact, we would love to do a series of interviews with moms, parents, caregivers, and just like talk about the realistic part of trying to raise human children because mm-hmm. everybody's story is unique and special and important. I can't mm-hmm. tell you how many people I've said, like, oh, you should come on the podcast. And, like, I don't have anything to talk about. And I'm like, are you forking kidding? Yeah. Like, yes, you do.
1: It reminds me, as you were saying that, like, it reminds me so much, basically, like, of group therapy, right? Yeah. Like, so much that gets brought brought up and (laughs) organically just like comes out that other people are like wait that happens for you too yeah like oh my god and you tried this like that's genius why didn't I think of that you know and like yeah just regular people doing their regular people parenting caregiving things and even if we don't have like a you do this it's so yeah. helpful. Oh, my God. It's still just awesome to talk to people and be like, hmm, yeah, this does suck sometimes. Yeah. And, like, that's cool. It's fine. All right. Let's get down to brass tacks.
2: This is what the people are paying for. This is what, this is what
1: all these ads are, you know, here for. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah.
2: Let's start with the window of tolerance. Something... I mean, if you put your therapy IV in, window of tolerance is going to be one of those first things you learn about.
1: Yeah, especially in DBT, which is dialectical behavior therapy, which is the kind of therapy that I do in my practice. And it is basically skills-based. You learn a bunch of skills to manage life, right? (laughs) So window of tolerance is the space that we have to tolerate the things that are happening and the more space we have before we go outside of our window of tolerance where we lose our shit (laughs) the better off we end up being right and so that all depends on where our baseline is so where we start out so if we start out we usually we usually in DBT use like a one to five scale. Five is outside of your window. So you have between one and four or zero to four, wherever you feel like you start. Baseline can go up based on lots of different things, right? Mm-hmm. Trauma, a bad day, getting your period, literally whatever mm-hmm. for the day. So it can shift day to day, but your your baseline, your full baseline that's in the background is sort of like where you start out each day. So if you're starting out at a three, because your life is stressful and you have toddlers and you have Mm -hmm. maybe like the holidays coming up (laughs) and like, maybe you have families and maybe you, (laughs) maybe you have homes, pets, laundry, you know, any, anything that could maybe stress you. Well, then you start out higher, and then you have less space in your window of tolerance. Yeah. So you start at three, and something little happens, and you're out of four, and you go any higher, and you then are outside, and you're losing your shit. Mm-hmm. And that's why we want to pay attention to it because if we know we're starting out, if I oversleep, and then I wake up and my kids have ransacked the entire living room. While I've been sleeping and nobody woke me, I might be already close to a four. Mm -hmm. And my knowing that is going to be really helpful in what I do for myself then to help come back down. And then I might not choose to like add in extras
2: for that day.
0: Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm.
2: What am I missing? No, that's, I mean, that's like the perfect explanation. The only reason I couldn't look at you is because you were describing our lives and I was like... (laughs) If you have homes, <laughs> you have childrens, you have. Maybe like if you have a partner, maybe,
1: maybe it's the sixth season and everybody's sick every four and a half seconds.
2: Oh my gosh! Seriously, though. Yeah, there's so many factors, and everybody is affected by factors differently. So, mm. I think it's hard not to compare ourselves. To other people and it's like really common with social media now you look at people and they're like oh did you did you go to florida for christmas oh my god right like normally i would be like oh so awesome. you we went to florida for christmas that's gotta be so fun mm-hmm. if i'm a four or five i'm like oh did you which I is not you i don't want to be that person no i don't I think, too, like, when I first learned the window of tolerance when I was an intern, I was like, oh, my gosh, I think I start, like, every day at a three because I'm just anxious. And the more I learned about skills work, Mm -hmm. I think I felt more hopeful about, like, you start your day where you start your day. You're just a human who has emotions. Mm Mm-hmm. The idea is that when you're tracking your window of tolerance, you can use skills to bring yourself either stay at the same level mm-hmm. or come down if you have room for it. And that, I think, helped kind of give me some hope of, like, oh, this, this is why you do coping skills. And, like, we've talked about before, like, all these things that are, like, barking about parents getting self-care. It's like, When? yeah when could you ever
0: mm-hmm. but those
2: that's what keeps us in our window of tolerance or puts us down our window of tolerance and even if it's tiny moments like coffee I got new creamer this week I got like a special Starbucks creamer oh and it is it really does like make my more like I kind of look forward to my morning then because I just put a little bit of like a nice creamer in there and mm-hmm when I first realized how much joy it was giving me, I felt sad. And then I drank it, and I felt a little less sad.
0: Mhm,
1: mhm.
2: And but that's it's, the thing. Yes. to Be happy about it, just less sad.
1: Right. But it's the intention, right? It's mm-hmm. the like thinking about it and the looking forward to it and the oh my gosh, this is so good because it's a treat mm-hmm. thing and. That's probably all most of us have time for.
2: Yeah, right.
1: But it's enough. It's enough to shift us down a little bit to give us a little more room to operate. So then when, you know, like somebody decides they don't like their dinner and they throw their whole plate <laughs> on the floor and because they're enraged at what you bought from the store and brought home and then cooked and served to them. <laughs> then you don't also have to become enraged mm-hmm. because given yourself a little more space throughout mm-hmm. the day
2: mm-hmm. yep, since I do I would add some like body stuff in there with like the sensory motor of like when you're you look at the window of tolerance, you also have the fight or flight response or the collapse response. Mm -hmm. And like, those are again, like very normal biological responses that our nervous system has when we're out of our window of tolerance, it goes into survival mode and your nervous system doesn't have a logic brain. It just has a reactive measure to it. So like Mm -hmm. if we're dysregulated and we get to be a five, depending on the thing that puts us over, we react either with a fight. Flight or collapse response, and that's just our body trying to get us back into safety. It just doesn't know that sometimes when we use ineffective coping measures like fight, flight, collapse to inform our decision making, sometimes our window of tolerance shrinks, it's harder to get back in there. Mm
0: -hmm.
2: So, because you are a human, you're going to be out of your window of tolerance. And learning about your fight or flight collapse responses is gonna be really helpful too. Yeah. I personally am a fleer mm. I will just leave
1: i I wish I was more like that I'm I get ready to square the fuck up <laughs>
0: I love <that> about
1: you <laughs> like even with my kids I'm like, come the fuck at me bro like you want to go here? Is this a choice you want to make? Let's go. Like, and I don't feel like that's helpful very much of the time, (laughs) like, because they're just like me. So then we're like, (laughs) (laughs) getting out the boxing gloves.
2: Right. And these are from like, again, like these biological responses served a purpose. Like when we were cavemen and a tiger was coming at us, we needed to run. And if we couldn't run or find somewhere to go we needed to fight Mm -hmm. it's just ingrained in us we most people listening to this podcast probably are not encountering tigers on a yearly monthly daily basis
1: I mean if you are we will throw together some funds and pay you to come on this podcast to talk to us about your tiger interactions so let's just put that out there monthly if you have monthly tiger interactions i <laughs> please send over your pricing information and we, we are yep. or sharks oh. and i'd pay for sharks i'd pay double for sharks if you're coming into contact with sharks regularly i will yep i want i want to chat with you
2: chat and also be best friends i was just gonna say that <laughs> we also be friends
1: Like we could maybe work out a payment system for that too. (laughs) We will pay for friendships.
2: Did you not hear that when we go to happy hour, we don't know how to talk to people. We will pay you to be our friend. Come on, people. Yeah, Lee. except we won't have any time to see you. Mm -hmm.
1: And we also don't have a ton of money because we work in mental health. So like, it's going to be, when I say double, I mean. Quarters to dollars.
2: (laughs) Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Which is not a representation of how much you mean to us. It is simply a representation of our net worth. Mm-hmm. And quite frankly, the times. And the times. We're in a recession, you guys. We work in healthcare and it's a freaking recession. I uh,
1: practically have to take out a second mortgage to put fruit on the table in this house. <laughs> the amount of fruit that we go through... And the price of it, like sometimes I just stand there and I'm like, maybe I'll just go get the canned fruit.
2: <laughs> right? We've been doing frozen fruit lately. Yeah. They it's like- just so much cheaper. hmm So much cheaper. See, these are the things that put us out of our window of tolerance. The things that we can tolerate. This is another great example, like things that are out of your control. You just have to cope.
0: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: And when those things start piling up, they're obviously going to impact us, right? (laughs) We're not going to stay like super Well, maybe some people do, but we all know we've, you've heard from me. I don't. So (laughs) climbs and climbs and climbs and climbs. And then you get, you know, I always think of like the, the 17 hours between like four and 7 PM. By the time you get to that point of the day, some stuff has been happening for everyone, right? Like, this isn't just us. This is the kids, too. Yeah. Everybody's teetering on the edge.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And I dare to cook the wrong dinner <laughs> or put the wrong fucking sauce on someone's plate.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: And that's it. Yep. They're Side of their window of tolerance and I don't have any space left in mind. So then everybody's outside and we're basically boxing and having a food fight.
2: Yeah. Yeah. And it's not hard. I think another thing we can talk about with the window of tolerance is the triune brain. And mm-hmm. we kind of look at the brain in three major parts. You have your frontal lobe, your midbrain, and your reptilian brain in the back here and so that frontal lobe is all of your logic executive functioning decision making pros and cons math the midbrain is your emotions that's where your amygdala is and your amygdala kind of informs your emotional reactivity Mm -hmm. and your reptilian brain is all that automatic functioning your breathing blood pressure all of that stuff all of those are constantly in communication so if we're out of our window of tolerance our reptilian brain is going to increase our blood flow it's getting ready to box or flee mm-hmm. so our blood flows up our breathing is faster our digestion slows down because it's giving resources to other parts of the body to help you fight or flight
0: mm-hmm
2: your emotions are probably informing your decision-making at that point. You're angry, you're anxious, you're sad, you're whatever. And it's become so large that you were in this like reactivity place, impulsive.
0: Mm-hmm. Our logic
2: brain, which is usually where we want to um, make our decisions, kind of goes offline because it's sending its chemical resources to the other parts of the brain so you can fight or flight. That's kind of what again, like that fight or flight reaction, if you're having it, it's just because you're a human being in a human carcass. Mm
0: -hmm. You're
2: supposed to react to that. The problem becomes when we're reacting like a tiger is attacking us, but because we spilled sauce on the floor Mm -hmm. or these things where it's like, I wouldn't normally react to this singular event this way, but because I have been treated like shit all day long. Mm -hmm. Sauce on the floor is my last straw. Mm -hmm. I'm, Uh I'm done. So then I go and do (laughs) or I put my spoon down and I walk upstairs (laughs) to my room and I say, "Don't come in here." (laughs) (laughs) I need to do that more. You to be fair, if you flee, your TV is breaking.
1: Yeah, it's already broken, (laughs) (laughs) so now I don't have to be afraid of that because she broke, she broke in. So,
2: yeah, you God bless me. Everybody, just say a prayer for Miranda right now.
1: That say a prayer that some divine intervention will happen and we will have a new TV for Christmas because Hendrix has broken four TVs thus far. And I just really don't feel like putting any more finances into giant liabilities.
2: Yeah. I got to
1: get a new one because I bought them a video game for Christmas. So like... (laughs) Cody was like, "Send it back," and I said, "No, because also, oh. I, it's a Super Nintendo, and I would like to play Donkey Kong and Mario Kart."
2: Oh be- my gosh, Mario! So Can I come over. Yes, I want to pretend to be 14 again and play.
1: Let's eat junk, but drink alcohol, and play Super Nintendo.
2: Oh my gosh! Do you have tums, or should I bring my own? Oh, I have plenty. Okay. I can indulge in some salty, fatty foods if there are Tums present. I'm already at the max dose of Prilosec. Cheers. (laughs) I should be good.
1: (laughs) Cheers. I'm at the max of Fomodidine, AKA Pepsid. So.
2: And then my doctor who prescribes me the Prilosec was like, you shouldn't need to take Tums if you're on. 40 milligrams of Prilosec every day and I was like really because I do hmm. I have to mm-hmm. if I look at tomato sauce I don't know you don't have to taste it. I just smell it and my body's like <laughs> <laughs> I can't do it
1: like at your child's birthday party
2: <laughs> oh my okay since we're still in a tangent, let's additionally add a tangent so people know why you need to get yourself a mom best friend. Last yeah. weekend, <laughs> was well, well, guys. my daughter's fourth birthday, I had such a bad migraine that I I had like vertigo, like literally couldn't see straight. Things were fuzzy. And I was ralphin. And... I was also out of Zofran, the anti-nausea medication that is, it's everything to us. The Lord and Savior. <laughs> the Lord is, if you had a hyperemesis, you know Zofran well. Mm-hmm. Your BFFs,
1: the taste of it gives me like the, mm.
2: I feel warm and safe and secure. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah.
1: I snuggle with it. Like,
2: mm. I'm to snuggle. Pick your husband out of bed and snuggle your Zofran for description. Mm-hmm. I'm feeling randy.
1: Please don't leave people. We're we're, <laughs> we're going somewhere with this. We're gonna tell you a story. We're not just gonna make out with our Zofran.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I would. Anyway, I was struggling. I couldn't, I couldn't stand up. And so Miranda, without me asking, swooped in. First of all, when she got there, my dishes weren't done. She did my dishes. Mm -hmm. She cleaned up my kitchen so that when other people came over, it was presentable for a party. Mm -hmm. We had like 30 people over. You made four pizzas. You Mm -hmm. handled the mimosa bar and all of the drink supplies. You re-iced people's drinks. It was like you were part of my family. You were just like, hey, how's it going? Hey, you want some money Hey, hey, hey. Like and they the were staff. just like, I was the party staff. <laughs> don't call yourself. Staff.
1: No, I like that because, <laughs> like I said to you, when I have jobs, then I don't feel as much pressure to awkwardly ask people inappropriate questions That's about themselves point. and their lives. So then I'm like, I can't get into your trauma right now because I'm cooking pizzas.
2: Don't because get me wrong, I can smell the trauma on you. <laughs> I, can, I can smell it from a mile away. But
1: I can't do it right now because Mackenzie can't stand up and she has 14 children in her home right
2: now. <laughs> there were so many kids. And so I needed to excuse myself a couple times just for a quick puke party. And I, I really, I genuinely have a very fuzzy memory of this party. Mm-hmm. I will look back at pictures of it and I'm like, oh I'm so glad somebody did that like present opening you did so it I You didn't sat that. down yeah I was so sick mm-hmm. so god bless yeah that well, was so helpful got your back and you have three kids like your three kids were at the party
1: yeah so you were they were your mom was entertaining them though
2: My mom loves your kids, dude.
1: She took them all. She took all five.
2: Yeah. Downstairs.
1: For like a long time. Yeah. I got worried. I was like, is she okay down there?
2: She is some sort of supreme. She is so good with kids. She has Mm. like a kid vibe that, like, yeah, she had all five kids down there for a while. And she's like 63, 64. I don't remember how old she is. Sorry, mom. And she came up and she was like, like, what? Yeah. She was like so happy and just like ready for the party. Amazing. Amazing.
1: After like literally probably 30 minutes alone with all five of our children.
2: Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Oh, and then Hux was looking for something and he was looking all over your home. He disappeared for a while. (laughs) No one knew where he was. And I was like, what are you doing? And he's like, I was looking for a. I I know. Yeah. (laughs) and Like, it was never clear what he was actually looking for. He was just like roaming your home by himself.
2: Yeah. Which he didn't make it messy. So I don't care. Yeah. I think he was looking. So I've been saving Pokemon cards for him and I couldn't find one of the stacks and mm-hmm. I think he was looking in the girl. That's where I found it. it was looking for in the girl's room. And I'm pretty sure it was for the Pokemon cards.
1: Okay. So he maybe only disturbed your sick husband a time or
2: two looking for it. He wouldn't remember. He was so sick too. <laughs> oh yeah. God. Yeah. Yeah. And then the people came over and we thought what was a migraine and gluten intolerance, I think was probably actually the flu that we gave you guys. Maybe. And my folks. Oh, your parents got it too. Yeah. Yeah. So sorry about that. So, you know, tangent upon tangent aside. Mm -hmm. We've covered the window of tolerance.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And you know, we defined what DBT is. So we've given a couple, we've given a couple explanations. We you talked about brain stuff. Like we, we we're getting there.
2: Yeah. And are getting imp- your money's worth,
1: people? Super informative here.
2: Super informative. But these are the things, like, we're tracking. I mean, to be honest, I'm not tracking my window of tolerance all of the time. No. I don't know anybody who can, unless you're, like, a, a monk or, like, a very extremely trained mindfulness
1: guru. Yeah. yeah. It wouldn't even be healthy to be tracking it all the time. You'd be obsessed with it, and it wouldn't. Yeah be helpful yeah
2: yeah so these are the things like take a break in your day and just check in with your thoughts your emotions and your body sensations those are the three things that inform where you're at in your window of tolerance if you check in and you see oh i've got like some tummy butterflies usually i feel that way when i'm anxious what do i need to do to cope when i'm anxious? And mm-hmm. so that's where you kind of want to tap into the frontal lobe. When you notice the reptilian brain and your midbrain are kind of taking over, do something in your frontal lobe. It could be seriously as easy as doing the alphabet, counting to 10, anything that is like frontal lobe mm-hmm. logic-brained sort of thing. Mm-hmm. I tell my clients to do like Sudoku crossword puzzles. And I always get the reaction of like, that's it i'm like that is all that it takes for you to use chemicals in your frontal lobe that's Mm -hmm. all that it is it's not like the harder you think the faster your emotions calm down it's just everything in your brain is a chemical reaction
1: Mm -hmm. i like to make um my like target list or my costco order like it's like kind of a sick habit of mine to just like pull open my walmart app and like add things to my cart that I need for the next time I go pick up groceries like oh yeah we needed cheese we needed 87 more dollars of
2: fruit (laughs) yes and you're making your list and you get a little anxious and angry about fruit prices and then you pendulate back Mm
1: -hmm.
2: let's talk about pendulation I love pendulation me
1: too such a good one So a pendulum, right, swings back and forth, and that's what we do with (laughs) pendulation. We shift between experiencing and containing what we're feeling, and we do so purposely and intentionally, and it's not helpful for us to be in one or the other all the time because, I mean, I don't know about you, but I don't want to be always experiencing what I'm feeling. Mm -hmm. That sounds
2: dreadful. I work pretty hard not
1: to I'm really (laughs) good at containment Mm -hmm. and most of us are right like we so we hang out over there a lot on the containment side of things and if we don't pendulate and shift over to experiencing sometimes then we shift up in our window of tolerance and then at a time that we have not chosen and may not be super helpful or effective or safe or, you know, ideal, we have an emotional outburst because
2: mm-hmm.
1: we can't contain our, our container bursts.
2: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And the pendulum swing, like changes in greatness.
0: Mm-hmm. So
2: you want to find your ideal pendulum swing how much time can you spend in containment before you're out of your window of tolerance and how much time can you spend in experiencing and mm-hmm. stay in your window of tolerance mm-hmm. as a professional container and that's just a nice way of saying i stuff a lot i am mm-hmm. not comfortable with emotions so i spend a lot of time in containment so when i like dip into experiencing It's usually a really big experience Mm -hmm. and I'm crying about a commercial and I'm like, this is not a congruent response to a Mm -hmm. commercial, Mm -hmm. but because I haven't experienced in so long, my amygdala got a taste of me crying and releasing energy that it was like, we're going to flood you now.
1: It was like, dig its closet (laughs) and it's going to hold on until you can pry off every last finger
2: that's so that's such a good <laughs> image for how that feels mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
1: Mm-hmm. And sometimes it's sadness but also sometimes it's like rage
2: oh rage is the probably my hardest <laughs> it's so real
1: like you've been containing and containing and containing and then someone says something with like a tone that doesn't mm-hmm. to you. <gasps>
0: mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. you just
1: lose like your mind mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. may or may not have happened to me recently I mean, I say this to clients all the time and I get so pissy when I realize it actually does apply to me as well. But like, just because I avoid something does not mean it goes away. So, the irritation or the sadness or the whatever that we feel, we stuff it down and it's still there, just waiting for its opportunity
0: Mm-hmm.
1: to come bursting through the door like the kool-aid guy
2: yeah we hope this was helpful we hope yeah. that the tangents entertained you and the topic at hand informed you mm-hmm. helpful and entertaining mm-hmm. i mean we're
1: nothing if not hilarious like i feel like we are really funny so mm-hmm.
2: that's the most common feedback we get
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. From each other to each other.
2: <laughs> we really only talk to one another and our kids, so we're pretty <laughs> safe in our little bubble. <laughs> we tell each other and
1: ourselves a lot that we're really funny and that this podcast is really good. So <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> oh really.
2: Uh oh, truly. Hey, if you liked this, and you like our other episodes. Give us a five star rating. That's really helpful. It boosts us up when we have nothing. What? It <laughs> also, we also love when you follow us and like our content. You check mm-hmm. us out on Facebook and Instagram at just don't f us up pod. We're also on YouTube now. Just search just don't f them up. Mm-hmm. We're on Apple and Spotify. Yep. And. Really, we we make a lot of jokes that we're doing this so people like us. And that's only probably 75% of it. The other 25% hopes that you're getting something out of this because we are not nothing if caring. That's why we work in mental health, doing really hard work for shit money. We're givers. We want this to be helpful for you. We want this to be informative. We want you to have more joyful moments parenting. Mm. We wanted it so bad. We started a podcast. It's
1: honestly, it has helped. Oh my God. Yeah. I've learned so many amazing things. Yeah. From our many amazing guests. So we've been so lucky, like serious experts. So lucky. Oh, all right. Thanks for being here. Hopefully you made it this far and we'll see you next week. Bye. Bye.